Apple presents Meet the Author. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator from Hot 97, Kay Fox, and tonight's guests, Tyrese Gibson and Rev Ron. You guys can clap louder than that. Let's what up? My goodness. I hope y'all don't mind. I'm going to finish eating my Pringles. I'm telling you right now. Those are pretzels. (laughs) You guys do that. Let me tell you. When I saw them backstage, you guys are so cranky right now. You guys been on the press one all morning long. When I was doing my show, I saw you what Channel Eleven wow. promoting the book all day long. We so. wasn't cranky. We were just kind of fighting. No, but that's how I can tell you guys are such good friends. Okay, cool. You know, because when you fight, you make up, you laugh. Right, you're right. Tell you're me right. how this bromance started between you guys. Bromance. It's a bromance. <laughs> Answer the question. Black. You see what I mean, Jody. <laughs> Um, well, it all started uh, from, you know, when, when he used to decide at the end of every show to sit in a hot tub with bubbles <laughs> and write his words of wisdom. Um, I didn't know that the words of wisdom that he was writing was also something that went out in emails. And then I found out that Rev One sends, Rev Run sends out these words of wisdom every day and you have to like sign up and put your email address in. So I became one of a million celebrities and folks that was getting the words of wisdom on the daily. So one day he uh, wrote something that I didn't agree with, you know, some about cheating, marriage versus being single and the whole shebang. And I responded, like I replied to the random email and I was like, well, he's probably not going to get this, but I'm going to reply anyway. Lo and behold, he responded. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, whoa, he responded. And so, long story short, um, he he really he was wondering was it really Tyrese? And I said yes. And then we got on the phone, and our first ever conversation was like four hours, and in a joking way on the phone because we had such a difference in opinion. Um, we said, man, it'd be crazy if one day we wrote a book, something that's like some title like I beg to differ, and that became the joke. Years and years later of us being best friends, he's my mentor, I'm the mentee, um, the all the above. We start sending out these tweets, uh, manology, manology tweets that were real inspirational because that's what we do on Twitter. And there was so much buzz around these tweets, uh, we ended up uh, landing a deal at Touchstone, Simon & Schuster, and now we're in the Apple store with microphones and pretzels. Well, here we are. Now, Reverend, Great talk answer. to me. Talk to me about this theory behind manology and what that means. Manology is for women to understand what men are thinking and how we operate. Um, when you think about manology, it's like men are from Mars and, and women are from Venus, and women sometimes thinks if a man cheats on them, that is their fault. Like, what did I do wrong? They do nothing wrong. Guys are greedy, and some people need that type of closure in their life that the guy cheated on you, maybe. I'm not saying everybody, but sometimes guys just do what they want to do regardless of how good you cook, how pretty you are, how nice you was. You can't own that cheat. Some women try to own the cheat that they did something wrong. And guys have these conversations. Women are different. If you get a woman and she sleeps with the whole football team, she's known as a hoe. But if you get the football guy and he sleeps with the whole cheerleader team, everybody like, yo, dog, yo, you hit that, oh, you hit that too? It's oh, a double standard. So, right, so the double standard is, well, go ahead, you want to say, so you picked up your mic. You, you was going to say something? 
Nah. Can I cut me nah, off? I love it. Go ahead. Keep going. So basically, we're just trying to um, set things straight for women to understand things about men. And in the book, there's things telling women to like be powerful, love yourself. When you truly love yourself, you take crap from no one. I write that all the time, and I put a lot of explanation points when I do it on Twitter. And then women, they get lonely sometimes and invite the same bad people back in their life. And there's a chapter called, Just Because You're Boyless Doesn't Mean You Have to Be Joyless. Because sometimes women think if they don't have a man every moment, that they st in their life they start to feel sad. But I tell my daughter Angela all the time, she will date, and if they don't date long, she's climbing mountains, doing yoga, going to hang with this person, doing that, making moves. So you have to create your own life first. If you create your own life and then share your life with somebody, you're better off. But if you expect the man to make your life, that's where the problems start. That's where you're texting him and he's not texting you back. That's when, it reminds me of Jay-Z and Beyonce. I remember seeing, I was at the Soul Train Wars and Jay just pointed up there, it's like, yo, I like her, man, wow, yeah, cool. So I guess after that day, I didn't see him, he ends up dating her. But I could just imagine that once he was calling her sometime, she was like, hey, hey Jay, yeah, I'm here at rehearsal. She had her own life, not saying she would hang up. I'll see you later, boo. But it was real. She wasn't just fronting. She really is crazy about her career. But then after she finished rehearsal, I'm sure they went to dinner, and she was just as sweet and nice as ever. But you know, I got to go to South America tomorrow, whatever your job may be. Those things are attractive to men, that you have a life, that you take care of yourself, that you love yourself. And not that you're extra, extra career-oriented, because then that's intimidating when you're sitting there and everything's all about your career, I don't need no man type of vibe, that's very intimidating. So it has to have a perfect balance. And in the book of Ruth, in the Bible, Ruth was tending to her field, and the, the big King Boaz comes along, and when he comes along, King Boaz, all the women are like, oh my God, King Boaz, but Ruth just goes along, keeps digging a hole, she notices the big fly man, but at the end of that story, she cops Boaz because she wasn't jocking him like that. And it wasn't like she was playing like she wasn't jocking him. She was truly trying to get her job done. So it's having your own love and then inviting love to you, which closes the deal. So I hope that was, hopefully that was understandable for some people. And to love yourself will close the deal on having a relationship. Well, you seem to be the voice of reason, Reverend. Now, I am the you, voice. You, on the other hand, Tyrese? Jody. There's a lot of women... Black tie. ...that are not feeling your opinions in this book. Like, you justify cheating on your woman in this book. So, by what means is it okay to cheat to you, according to Tyrese? I don't justify cheating. I just explain things that can lead to a man deciding to cheat. Like? Like... Uh, you was in shape when I met you. Um, I'm just putting it out there. I didn't meet you looking like that. And if your man don't say that to you, he's thinking it, and then he now is attracted to somebody else who looked the way you used to look. And the same goes with men. We get in relationships, and we get we put on what they call married weight or relationship weight. You trying you to was, be funny? No, I'm joking. Keep going. 
I see you trying to take shots, black tie. <laughs> black tie. <laughs> I ain't cool. I'm, I'm cool's inspiration, brother. This is alter ego. Okay. Relax. So, but that's what it becomes, you know what I'm saying? And and so as uncomfortable as that is, uncomfortable as it is coming from me, it's not that I'm saying plus size women don't have no value. I'm not saying to be disrespectful towards people that don't work out in the gym every day. I'm saying that if you're assuming that your chase and the way you appeared to be when you met somebody, you can just fall apart as a man or a woman, then you can't expect that person to d look at you and say, well, you're as sexy as you were when I met you. Um, and so- And that's why you cheat, correct? That's what, I, I'm not saying me, I'm saying that's what can lead a man to decide to cheat. And it's something that people are uncomfortable with talking about, but it's like, baby, it, it don't look the same. Well, there's a quote in here that you guys um, have in the book by Chris Rock. A man is as faithful as his options. A man is as faithful as his options. You're obviously going to have options for a very long time. So how do you justify saying, okay, I'm going to be faithful to my woman? First, Kay, I love you to death, but I have to clarify that whenever I write something in the book, I am not talking about my actions. I'm not talking about everything that I've done specifically in the way I live. I'm talking about the mind state of most men. So I want to get everything about cheating and justifying cheating off of me and just saying <laughs> that if people end up cheating, these are the type of things we think about as men. These are the things that we complain about and talk about that can lead us to saying, I got a wife, but I still want her, 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 and her. So I'm just, you keep putting that on me. I'm just saying. Well, that's, but that's where maturity comes in. Yeah. And, and restraint. You can't have her, 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 and her and still have at home her. And that's what women are frustrated about. Can't have a and then the Bible the says, either. as a kid, as a child, <laughs> you do childish things. So you, but when Harvey. you get older, you depart from these things. Mm -hmm. And that's why they call them playboys. See, a, a playboy is a boy that likes to play. And he'll play with a girl like a toy. And you know what, what, what a boy does with a toy? He gets the toy. And then on Christmas, after he plays with the toy for a couple weeks, the toy goes in the toy box and he gets other toys. So I'm just asking, how filled is your box? Me? Yeah, you black tie, Jody. Mm. Whoever you are today. No, that's the, that's. I'm not really putting that. Man, on I just woke the, up. All right, talk to me about what a sex turnship is. You guys use that terminology in the book. What's a sex turnship? Um. Well, that that can be something that women do as well as men. In this particular chapter, I feel like um, sometimes beyond me saying I think you're sexy, fly, or attractive, you know, because women know what good sex is because they've had it before, you know, we feel like it's an internship, it's, you know? It's kind of like we're just trying it out to see how it works out, and if it don't work out, we move on and we keep it simple. So it's more of that than, than anything, and that's not something that I would say men do only, but women do it too. Um, it's like you just try it out a little bit, and if it's worth it, then you hold on to it because you love every stroke. Oh, okay. Now, oh, if a woman are that, we grown? Yeah. We are we 21, be. 18, and older? Are we grown? All right, I'm just Now, checking. if a woman decides to sleep with a man on the first date, does that like devalue her worth to you? Oh, how old are you? So, okay, I'm going to clean it up. You guys ready? So, if a woman decides to sleep with you on the first night, does that devalue her worth to you? Or is that somebody that you can actually take seriously, even if you guys were 
connected physically before there was a mental connection? I think that is definitely a sign of immaturity in a man or a woman. It's my opinion. You don't have to agree at all. But if you're going to allow yourself to look down on that woman because you were feeling her and she was feeling you and y'all decided to rub bodies three days after y'all met, then that's on you. That's where you're at in your maturity. Uh, it's not that I, as a man, because this is where I'm at in my life, it's not that every woman I talk to I want to smash because that's the way it was in the beginning because I was this ugly dude that somehow found handsome at a certain point, then women started being attracted to me and I wanted to take advantage. Who told advantage. you you were ugly? I was very ugly. I'm telling you I was ugly. So you felt that way about yourself? I felt that way. It took me so long to like start believing the compliments I was hearing. You have no idea. It's like the TV show Swan. You got a new nose and a face. I ain't getting no plastic surgery for the record. But you got a new nose and a face, but your confidence is still shattered because your memory is of the ugly person. The exterior is new, but you're still ugly on the inside. And so, in my mind, I was ugly my whole life because I never heard you're, you're pretty, you're attractive. Oh my God, I just heard you was dark as hell with big teeth. That's, that was, they call me Shaka Zulu and every dark name you can think of, that was me. I remember one dude said to me, and he, they, he was like six dudes, and he was laughing, and it shattered me for like three weeks. He was like, dude, when is your face going to catch up to your teeth? Like, you got grown man teeth, and, <laughs> and you're nine. <laughs> so, don't be laughing too hard, okay? I laughed too hard. I wish you would. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, it's it's there's a lot of difference. Again, I want to say this and say, especially since I know we got a youngster in the audience, um, I'm not justifying wrong. I would never justify wrong. When it's wrong, when you, what you're doing doesn't make the other person you're with feel good, it's not right. Okay? But I want to, my responsibility to the book, because I'm not a reverend and I don't have to do things politically and stay within whatever, even though he did definitely expose his history before he put the collar on, which is what I said, in my opinion, was very important for the book. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm the voice that's like raw, unfiltered, and I just say it and feel it, not as a shock jock, but just more as a person that's like, I have a responsibility to what the ladies don't know. And if I say it safely, then you'll end up with your heart broke and I could have helped so basically, when you're broke your whole life like me, when you don't have a ride, when you don't have one quarter, 25 pennies in your pocket, when you're hungry and you can't do nothing about it, and then you end up getting money, materialistic things, you have a career, people start calling you attractive and sexy, in my mind, this is so brand new to me. This is so out of this world and there is literally nobody around me and in my family that's associated to any of the stuff that's happening for my life. It could end next month. It's like Cinderella. You're gonna get the glass slipper. They're gonna walk up like one of these R&B groups or R&B singers. They're not hot no more. Nobody's checking for them. They go places after they promote it and nobody shows up. And so we've all witnessed People be hot, number one, number one, number one, and then they're now waiting in front of the club, like, yo, man, it's cold out here. Can I get in, dog? Like, it's just me and two of my mans. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I get up in here? At first, as soon as you got out the car, they parted the Red Sea and you walk right in. 
So in my mind, I was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be hot, but while these women are calling me sexy, I'm going to try and smash as much as I can because it could be over soon. So in your mind, you may say, that's wrong. But in my mind, I'm like, they might not be checking for me because I know what it feels like to not be checked for. And I don't like that feeling. So I want to get it now because it's going to be over soon. But after 15, 17 years of being in the business, I got to now internalize and look within me and say, if you're still running around, smashing, running around, partying, doing too much, then you're empty, looking for some form of fulfillment, and you're, you're going crazy, and it's suicidal at this point. So I can't be friends with a man like Rev who lives his life specifically according to the word of God. He is fully committed to his wife. He never kissed his wife until they got married. Never had sex with his wife until they got married. First time they had sex, they created Diggy Simmons. It's the truth. You can't be this close to a powerful man of God and not want to be more like him. So I'm a work in progress. Judge me if you want. If you had a microphone in your hand and you wrote a book, you'd have to expose your business too, or the book would flop. So shut up. Thank you. <laughs> Reverend, how long have you been married to your wife? 19 years. 19 years, okay. God bless you. Yes. That's a, you give him a round of applause, man. 19 years ain't easy. It's serious. I well, know there's been challenges, struggles, temptations. Tell me. All day. What's the key to making a marriage work? Again, for me, it's a whole flip side. The, the key for us is the Word of God. The Bible seems very hard and harsh, but I tell people God's protection is for your correction. What is that? Correction is for your protection. God's correction is for your protection. So that whole thing about not having sex before you get married, all that stuff adds up to keeping things in order. So for me, everything that we do in our house has to do with doing the right things. So if I'm, my fear of cheating and all that, of course I don't want to hurt my wife, but number one, I don't want to dishonor God. So when you're operating from I'm not going to dishonor God, there's no way I'm going to do any cheating. My blackberry can lay anywhere in the house. There's no chicks calling here. You know what I mean? So it's very, it keeps it very simple. There's so many principles in there that if there's a discrepancy, we both know the God, the word of God so well from being in church that it's always fixed because there's a rule book that talks about marriage. And people, oh, that seems like a lot about the whole sex thing in the book of Corinthians where it talks about, you know, do not tell each other no about sex unless you both talk about it and say, okay, we're not going to. And somebody's like, well, that's marital rape. No, that's both ways around for her and for me. If I don't feel like having sex, the Bible says you can't just wake up and say that to your wife. So it protects everything. So everything in my marriage, and then we argue in front of the kids. For me, if I argue in front of the kids and they see me arguing one minute, and then in the next minute we're hugging and laughing, they know that every time they see a little argument, daddy and mommy aren't breaking up. So there's a many um, a structure to my home that keeps it in order. I treat my wife like a queen. I mean, seriously, happy wife, happy life. If you notice some of the, the bigger, smart CEOs, I used to see them when I was out at these big places, they're walking, meet my boss, and he's talking about his wife. And, and that's how true men talk. Hey, man, how you doing, man? Yo, meet my boss. 
because women are, are naturally nurturers, naturally smarter when it comes to doing right things, and guys are a little bit more crazy and ratchet and might do something stupid. So for me, I recognize I'm stupid in those type of areas. So Justine is the boss. I'm cool with that. You know, but I know I'm the head of the house, but she's the crown that sits on top of the head. So, so it never ends with the, the knowledge I try to get about having a marriage to keep the marriage together. So yes, I'm not just like a pushover when I say happy wife, happy life, because I give her all that power, she doesn't abuse that power. So I get to keep the power because I give away the power. That's the answer. That's a smart man right there. Now Tyrese. I, I addressed, I love that. You see, again, I hope at some point in my life I can get to this season in manhood. Um, it's a work in progress, you evolve. But one of the things that he said, and never, not everything I talk about as far as sex, but I'm just kind of making y'all aware of what y'all are gonna experience when y'all read the book, the difference in the voices, the difference in the topics, his approach to explaining things, and mine. When he mentioned, because you said to me, what could justify a man cheating? Mm -hmm. As soon as he mentioned it's in the Bible that if you're capable of having sex and you decide to hold back, it's technically a sin in whatever capacity in the word. And I would say I have noticed, right, not coming from a married man, but I'm like, who are you as my girl that I'm seeing to say we're having a problem and an issue right now, so I'm gonna use sex as a weapon and I'm not gonna give it to you until you stop acting like that or you do the things that I'm asking you to do and then I'm gonna treat you to sex because you did everything I asked you to do. And so again, that's justifiable cheating because I'm now saying I wake up every morning and it's, you know, it's, it's ready to go. And it's not gonna stop. <laughs> it's not gonna stop. Yeah, but you gotta happens. understand, sex is physical for men. For women, it's emotional. So if our mind isn't right, we're not gonna be in tune with you and but, want to open up to you. But I agree with that, right? But here's the problem, right? The problem is, that's why I mentioned that every morning that happens, because it's not gonna happen because you're having a mood swing in a moment. It's As not about a on mood the swing emotional. or a moment, it's just life, but, but what it, But no, it is a mood swing or a moment because you're saying, I don't feel, because it's emotional for you, I don't feel like having sex. But at the same time, he's there like, I may, I may be the reason that you're mad at me and don't want to have sex with me. In most cases, that is. However, this urge to want to have sex is not going to go away. So what am I going to do? Just not have sex? No, make it you right tripping. with her mentally and emotionally. I pissed you and off, then she'll give so you whatever I got to go need. find it. You know, I wrote in the this book is, that if you're thirsty as a man and you're not getting your, your thirst quenched at home, at some point you're going to want to drink. And you're going to go find it. But you're not taking responsibility to say, what's the problem? How can I fix it as well, your man in order to get her mind right? It may right take you a couple of weeks to you get want. over the problem. Well, if it takes a few weeks, then that's an issue. If it takes a couple of weeks, it, it takes a couple of weeks for some. Mm -hmm. Right? But a couple of weeks can go by and this urge to want to have sex or do something sexually with my girl is not going to go away because she's mad at me. Of course. So that's how that's, so many divorces happen. I'm just, that type I'm of just thinking, making you aware what he's saying of is justifiable creates, cheating, and that's there what is I no was justifiable cheating. Of the course key. not. But I was just speaking again on 
the topics and the things that I bring to the book as far as things that I just want men, women to be right. aware of. If you're, if you're aware of this type of thinking, you'll know everybody's not operating at the level of the stuff that I'm trying to live up to, that I do live up to daily. But in the book, you'll see many ways men think. And when you understand the way men think, it'll help you to better understand that, again, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, we think differently. And after you read this book, I believe a lot of people will have a lot of closure about things that happened in their relationship that they didn't like, things that really bugged them out. And like I came out here saying, that don't own the cheat and, and all that other type of stuff. The book is it's full true. of great principles and keys to how men think, manology, and women need to get their hand on it, and men need to get their hand on it too, because it's really gonna show you two different perspectives, two different generations, two different seasons of our life that we're in, and if you ever look at when you see like the ology, it's like the, 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 the It's the, a graph, growth, right, go, the gra right. and grow. And, and you'll get to see something that can really help you to understand and be able to better um, but I always say that that um, manology for women is a manual, so ladies won't be manipulated. They have their own words. I'm his mentor, and sometimes he acts like a magician, which he creates the smoke, <laughs> so he can get I like that. It's nice. The poke. Yeah. Mm. You were supposed to start freestyling, Black Tar. Oh, listen, it's great. We write a book together, and he comes, he's a DJ, too. <laughs> Do you miss the music, Reverend? Do you miss doing music? Well, you know, recently, Jay-Z gave this big concert out in um, Philly called Made in America, and Run DMC, we, we did a show, and we got Jay's kids came, and they scratched, and we just booked another show at the Borgata. So slowly, Run DMC is, is picking little spot dates at, at huge arenas, and we've been out there. How do you feel about years. your sons being in the music industry? Diggy, it's cool. Jojo? Yes, it's cool. You know, I, little things happen. You know, I look at Diggy. Oh, my God, he's headlining the Scream Tour and Jojo going in and getting into little beefs and stuff. I, I just stand like, back. What advice do you have? Because right now I think he's going up against Joel Santana. Nah, so. Well, there's no advice. It's like if somebody picks on them and, they, and if J. Cole or whatever, they, 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 I didn't raise no suck MCs. They just beef. If they get in trouble on the internet, they yep. get in trouble. But they don't, I don't... Like, yo, make a record or don't make a record. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm here. I'm dad. I love you. Live your life. Grow up. You know, I, they've been in church with me. They know what they got to do. If JoJo gets busted smoking weed or listen, I'm like, well, I know what I did. I did my part. The Bible says raise a child as you should, should. And when he gets older, he won't depart from it. I live off that scripture. I did my part. I can sleep at night no matter what's going on in my house because I've put things in a certain order. And I've also put things in God's hand. I can sleep at night because God's always awake. Yo, I want to leave right now. <laughs> you, have, you have any idea how powerful that was? You have any idea? These are the things that go through my mind. Son. Jesus yeah. Christ. So it's Grammy time. You ready? You're oh, nominated. that's right. You up for a Grammy. You ready? Woo! Open invitation. That's right. Stay. Oh, and I remember how hard you went with this because when you're in music mode, you act like an independent artist that's never had 
a single out before ever in your life. Like he's one of the hardest working men that I know. Like it's insane. So now for you to be Grammy nominated on your own, independent, independently, how how do you feel about that? You know, it's um, uh, it's a confirmation. You know, I, I found okay <clears throat> when I got the word that my independent R&B album was nominated for a Grammy, not a song, the album. I did the album at my house. I mean, when y'all get home, you can look it up on YouTube. You type in Tyrese, The Making of Open Invitation. It was the name of my album. We literally did the whole thing in my house. We prayed together, we ate together, 24 hours, seven days a week of music. It's the most fun I've ever had working on an album. But before that moment happened to work on the album, um, I had one of them sleepless nights and God said, who are you to turn your back on one of the gifts that I've given you? And sometimes, and I wrote this in the book, sometimes you can find yourself not enjoying your God-given gifts because the people you're sharing your gifts with. Business people, you're, you're making my experience with my gift stressful, I'm sad, I'm down, I'm not having fun. And all of a sudden, I'm on the receiving end of whatever you feel like putting me through. And all I'm trying to do is enjoy my gift. I love singing, I love getting on stage, listening to the energy and the feedback. I mean, it doesn't get any more emotional than the exchange of a man's man singing two ladies and knowing that you have an effect on their day, their night, their bedroom, their, their inspiration. Like when women walk up to me and they say, your song helped me to heal when I lost my grandmother. Like it's a different thing. So for five years, I was robbing the world of my songs, the messages, the inspiration, the hope that I bring to music specifically. There's all kind of musicians out there, but I got my fans. So there was one night when I got nudged, and because at this point, I say that Jesus is my bully, um, I'm very, very uh, obedient to God's visions, ideas, concepts, and anything he asks me to do, whoever he asks me to call, I call them emails. Jesus will email me, and I, it's just like my shirt gets pulled, and I don't know, where am I going? What's going on? I don't fight it. I just walk. Just, just shut up. Do it. You don't know why I'm telling you to go over here right now, but you're going. You try and explain it to your friends. They'll try and talk you out of it, and you're going to miss your blessing. Just go, and that's what I do at this point. So I'm explaining all that to say that in the eyes of the world, Tyrese comes out independent, and he sells over 400,000 records, a number one single for 11 weeks, yada, 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 Grammy nomination, and whoa, that's crazy. But they don't understand that God told me to do it. I did it. And the receiving end of God's obedience is endless. Go ahead, Reverend Gibson. <laughs> so it's a now you see how the relationship a, makes it's sense. A different kind of, it's a different kind of celebration when you made stay in your garage. Yeah. Like I was looking at dumbbells on the floor, and we were making, baby, promise me you stay. You know, whatever. But it's not just that. You have another movie coming out, Fast Five. Is this, what's this? this is six. Fast, this is six. My God. It's the yeah, longest it's running. running. Hey, I hope they never stop. <laughs> he bye bye. I saw the trailer for it. I'm I tweeted about it. I was like, this movie looks I hope this friendship keeps going. How do you have time? Album, movies, books? I make time. 
I have more time. I have more time on my hands than you could ever imagine. Like there's not enough time in a day. I am king of hustle. Go get it. It's here. I want it. I need it. I desire it. I. There are no walls. There's no limit. This building can't handle the size of my thoughts. I'm telling you, and I'm, I say it all the time. Like. Uh, and I'm not even on some inspirational right. I'm just telling y'all what my brain is. I can't even purchase all of my thoughts. I can't afford them. But for the ones that I could afford at this point with the level of obedience that I'm at, oh my God, I'm not going to pitch you on anything that God told me to do. I get in the room like God told me to do this and I got to pitch you on it and you're the gatekeeper before I can get it greenlit. Guess what, Mr. Executive that work at the movie studio? I'm going to sing in my garage. See that microphone right there? We're going to get it. We're going to make it happen. And that's where it's at. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if I get this $100 million that I know I'm going to get uh, at a certain point, it's, it's going to be even crazier for me because it's going to be more stuff happening. Like, I own the name Sweet Lady. And, and Anita Baker is up for a Grammy for a record that you wrote. My God. Anita wow. Baker doesn't cover anybody's music. Like, no way. She don't have to. Nobody. Yeah, I wrote that song lately when I was 17. Anita Baker. One By of my, yourself? Yes, sir. Anita Baker, one of my closest <laughs> friends, uh, sweet and beautiful as ever from Detroit. And she just, she would ask me to come out and do a guest appearance to surprise the crowd because we, we were really close. And... Uh, and she just decided one night, let's do Lately. And she came out singing Lately while I was singing Lately. And we, you know, it was at Radio City Music Hall. That's on YouTube as well. And from that point, she just wanted to sing the song every night. She did it. It was number one for six weeks. Song just came out and got a Grammy nomination. So it's... <sighs> Blessings. It's a lot to be out before. Now, we're about to open up uh, the Q&A to the audience to get your questions ready, but I have one more question for you, Tyrese. With everything that's happened in your life and who you are now, would you Are get... you married, Kay? No. What's, the, what's that? Yet. Is that the get away from me ring? Or? No, it's an engagement ring, but it's not about me. Engagement ring. It's about you and Rev Run in this book. How did I miss this? You anyway, gotta check up on me, me more, and Kay man. Fox got a real history, by we the do. way. I, this is not just boy. a random woman from Hot 97. It's my boy. The day she got the gig, I got the call, and we on the phone crying together. Like, it's real. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. That's no, and he literally took time when they were filming in Brazil for Fast for uh, Six, the yeah, sixth Fast one, five, right. to talk to me about my career and how proud you are of me while you're overlooking the mountains in Brazil. So thank you for that. I love you. This is like, you. you this makes sense for you because you're just a... It's such you. a sincere soul. I get like, me, Kay, I, be, I know this woman from Miami when she worked at a whole nother radio station. Now, we've never had sex, so stop thinking it. None of uh, that. Let's be clear. Uh, but, and that just shows you who I am as a man. I can get to know and be around very beautiful people that I would, but I, like, it doesn't make sense because I just love you and that's not what this relationship is about. So I'm mentoring her. I'm taking her under on my wing. I'm a... I'm concerned with what she don't know, and I'm like, she she has to like run off the phone because I'm talking so much, wanting to give her everything. Like, Kay, hold on, listen, listen, Kay. And when you walk back into that radio station <laughs> and that dude come at you like that again, this is how you yeah. handle it. Tyrese, I gotta go there on it. Listen, yep. 
like it's for real. No, That's how we rock everything. because I want to protect her because I love her that much, and I'm so happy that she's winning Aww. because so often we see bad people winning, but when good people win, it's favor, and it just means that you can be a good person and good things can happen to you. Amen. We will sigh. Now, with that being said, I yes. want to see you happy, and I want to see you happy in love, too. Would you get married again? I look forward to getting married. Absolutely. It'll be the best day of my life, and Rev is going to marry us. Ooh. Absolutely. Now, it's done. It's already written. It's already written. I wish I would call another pastor to marry me. That'd be like, what's really going on? <laughs> now, <laughs> my Rev. best friend in the whole world. He has to be there for the moment because he's the guy that yells at me and says, shut up and pick one. Good. You need somebody to do that. Now, right. what advice do you have for the young men in the audience to be a man to their women? Because we have these books out all the time for women. This is what you got to do for your man. Let's analyze them. But no, we're 10 steps ahead of you guys. So when are the men going to step up to where we need them to be? I mean, again, it's, it's, it's simple for me. The Bible says when you're a child, you do childish things. As you get older, you depart from those things. I don't judge young men. I wasn't always run. I was run, I mean, I wasn't always rev. I was run, then I became rev run. And I wasn't always um, d sitting here just to rev. I'm run the rapper. So I'm the last person that can tell a person how, that's why I don't run a church. My pulpit was MTV. You can look at my life, be inspired by it. I don't only talk the talk, I walk. So my ministry was showing you the happy family, the way I treat my wife, the way I treat my children. People are more inspired by your walk than your talk. So my preaching came through my actions. So when I look at, <laughs> so when I look at the young men and I think of Jay-Z or LL and everybody that's just like all of a sudden transformed, I believe I take a little credit for pioneering the grown man movement and that's for those that get to that point so i'm not you know and if a young man happens to look and he's mature and he's looking at the show and he says i want my white life to be like that and he doesn't decide that he wants to jump from girl to girl and he's you know in church and he has all this stuff then that's another story but my life is to be shown to people and it's like Michael Jordan dunking the ball. He don't teach you how. He dunks really fly, and you get inspired, and you want to do it also. So my, my ministry is through actions. And to, 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 I love that. Yeah, but see, this is what happens. We hang out, and he just starts dropping these random quotes on me, and we close, but I still be shook because um, I never take my access for granted. The worst part of my night was that Rev, we at the same hotel, uh, it's time to go. He's the most on-time, punctual dude on earth. I'm CP time <laughs> king. Y'all know what that means. So Rev comes knocking at the door, and I'm not dressed. So I, I'm like, <gasps> I got Rev run waiting in the hallway because I'm running behind. That was the worst part of my night because I never take who he is and the respect that I have for him for granted. And then he cracked the joke. He's like, I know what you're talking about. You had Stevie Wonder in the hallway waiting on you. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you was acting. I couldn't think of who Run is because I'm Run. I'm like, even when I, I opened the point. door, I just kept apologizing. This is my best friend. I'm just like, I got Rev waiting on me in the hallway. This ain't right. Um, but you know, to 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 kind of add on to what he just said, 
Um, there's a quote that when a boy is ready to learn, the teacher will show up. When right? the student is when, ready, right. the teacher appears. Which one is it? When the, wait, say it again. When the student is ready to learn, no, it's just the when teacher the will show up. No, it's when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Okay. That's the quote. Okay. Amen. So Google it. <laughs> King quote. Uh, so I am quote man. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. The most retweeted man in history. Uh, so this is for me, uh, that's a known fact, by the way. But for me... No, Bieber just beat me. I'm the second most retweeted man in history. But he's also got 35 million followers, so I well, I'm just saying, I'm number to two. To be number two, if anyway. Bieber beat you? Yeah, he, but like again, he has how many? 30, 40 okay. mil, 49 right. million. That's my crown with 4 million followers. He gets Number retweeted two. if he says, it's crazy good morning, retweet, retweet, retweet. You know, every little girl in the yeah. world. Yeah. He wrote good morning, retweet him. So I, I accept that L. All right, <laughs> let's finish your thought because we got to get to the Q&A. No, I got you. Um, let's get to the Q&A, man. I do have to, I got, we got to go somewhere else tomorrow, right? <laughs> True. I got to get home. Happy wife, happy life. So relax, baby boy. What's the next thing? Get to the questions. Hey, da, 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 da. Is that's that okay with you? Me. Hey. Okay. Let me um, shut up. So this young lady right here has the microphone, and if you have a question, make sure Let's that go. you stand up and come towards her so we can get your question. Only thing I want to see is this dog talk, and then I'm really leaving. <laughs> <laughs> dog like, row, row. Anybody have questions? Stand up. Right. Put your hands up so she can make sure that she gets to you. Hi, I'm Cindy. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for coming. Thank you, you both for Bless being you. who you are. We greatly Bless appreciate you. leading by example. Um, Therese, you have a hectic career. You're doing a lot of things. How do you sift through the sand to find your ruby when it comes to dating women? Um, I know enough about women. I'm, I'm dating somebody right now, just so we're clear. Um, I'm very, very happy with this woman. I've been with her for a while. Um, and... I just think, for me, I've been around enough women uh, and been with my share of women to know what makes sense for my life. And I just think, at a certain point, it's one thing to just say, I don't want to be alone. It's another thing to be with somebody and still feel alone because you have nothing in common with the person you're sharing your life with. So you're in my bed. If I get horny, we can make it happen. But I still feel alone. And... Any real man that's in this room know what I'm talking about. Um, I just think ultimately, um, you just get to a certain season in your life, and that's where I'm at, where I'm able to like, you know, kind of, like I look at Kay, and I'm not just saying it because she's here, but this is a woman. We've never dated, but this is a woman. And so when you're not ready for a woman, you run away from her and you go for the hood rat because you want something quick, you want something that doesn't mean anything because you're just trying to get it out your system. But, and women that are ready, educated, smart, career-driven, all the above, like the Beyonce that Rare was talking about, you're intimidated by that as a man when you don't mean nothing. Like, you just like, well, I ain't gonna hit that because that, that's something else, that's wife. I'm gonna go get with this hood rat so I can just have some fun. You get what I'm saying? So at this point in my life, this woman that I'm seeing, she makes sense for my life. You gotta be very patient. You gotta, you have to have your own, like this woman has a PhD and two master's degrees. Like she's somewhere else. And she's got way more money than me. First woman I ever had with her own black card. I was just telling Rev on the way here that I was in Arizona and my boy had a watch 
and I did this right quick little music video, and I was like, I ain't got no watch, but I want to wear a watch with this outfit. And he goes in the room, grabs this watch, right here, right? He grabs this watch, and I look at them, I'm like, damn, that's crazy, right? And I wear the watch for this little random video, and then I take a picture of it because I love it so much. And, and I send it to her through WhatsApp because she's overseas right now. And I was just telling Rev, like, I go in my room and the watch is on my bed. It's a different kind of thing. I'm working on an album called Black Rose in Arizona. And she sends me black roses from South America. Black roses. Like I'm talking about when you put the black rose, they're real roses that they're black. You put them in the water and the water turns blue. It's like, it's some other stuff happening. So for me, I look at that and I say, outside of your money and your education, everything about your patience and the version of love that she's brought into my life makes sense for my life. Because if I'm aggressive and I'm on the attack, she fights my attack with love. You know, she just sits there and she's like, why, did, why would you say that? And now I feel bad because when I said something dumb, you didn't come back dumb. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Jesus. Give like it up her. for Reverend Gibson. Do we have another question? Uh, hello. Uh, what up? I guess this question is directed for both of you guys. Yes, sir. In the sense of, for me, it's um, trying to find balance in my manhood in the sense of being raised by three generations of cheaters. Like, I was in the car with my grandfather, like, the other day, and he was talking about, like, yo, you know, it's tax time. He's like, yo, I'm going to do taxes, but he was really going to see a lady. He eventually said it. He was like, ha I'm going to see a lady. Then I remember, like, um, my brother telling me my grandfather cheated, my father cheated, and why he cheats. And I kept on wondering, am I going to follow that cycle? All of my cousins are like, you know, you, you get praised. You get praised for, for seeing different women. Absolutely. And then for me, as I got older and I started to like pursue art and writing, I started to realize that I'm going to find my own way into manhood. So now I'm at a, a phase in life where I can't fit in with the with the, the spiritual writer, poet kids, and I can't fit in with the kids I grew up with because I'm too conscious for the, the kids of my that I grew up with and I'm not fully conscious with the poets so I'm at an odd phase because there are moments when I feel like I should cheat because it's what it's three generations of battle that I'm dealing with right. and then on the other side where I'm smart enough to understand that this is not right, right. but how do I, I battle that as a man and I, I realized that yesterday when I got off the phone with a girl that I liked um, she pulled like my car in the sense of me being absent because I didn't know what to say in a situation where we were arguing. And you know, it's that every man me, gets an me, argument. Let me jump yeah. in and respond because I got it. All right. Can I, can I handle this? We good? Uh, first of all, I just love that you're articulate, right? I love that you have feelings and you're able to verbalize it. You know how many people feel something and they don't know how to put words to it? So it dances around in their brain, they can't even get it out. So that's a gift and a blessing in itself. You kept my attention, and I think you kept everybody's attention in here. And it's beautiful. The only way to break the cycle, you must recognize that there is a negative cycle. 
and the fact that there is a negative is three generations of men that make Look at it the book sound, right there. It says breaking cycles right by your head. Yeah, to over my left shoulder, right? So you're recognizing Ooh. three generations of men that are close to you that are doing wrong by women when it comes to cheating, married, behind the back, and all the above. And it seems normal. And you could say, well, it's normal. So if I date a girl, I'm a cheat because my grandfather, my daddy, and my uncle, they all talk about cheating, and it's normal. But I'm sitting here to say this. I've never drank in my life because my mama was an alcoholic for 27 years. Uh, you'll never catch me high. I don't do Molly, X pills, weed, drinking. You'll never, ever catch me drinking. Ever. Red wine, holidays, birthdays, ever. Nothing. Right? I got all the money in the world to go buy every type of drug, alcohol. I've seen drugs and alcohol get consumed in the coolest way you could ever see imagine in your life. I'm talking about cocaine being snorted on a private plane. So you're getting high while you're high. <laughs> right? Private plane, I got enough money, not me, they, I'm on their plane. They got enough money to afford a private plane. So in the middle of a conversation, you just like, yeah, you know, and they just start rolling, they just, you just sitting there like, yo, what's going on right now? So the point is, I recognized early in my life that I was born an individual. So I'm not a Siamese twin. My mind and my brain is not connected to yours. I say this with all confidence. I never wanted to be my mama. Thank God she raised me because I knew what I wanted to be the opposite of. But I could have became her because all my brothers and sisters became her. So you, you recognize pain, you recognize the pain that your family is causing other people because of their actions, and you have to decide that I'm my own man, I'm an individual, or my own woman, especially the young lady that's here. Listen, I'm so happy you're here. You recognize I'm my own person, I'm my own individual, and I don't have to do and be like anything around me. So you see the pain that you're forefathers, grandfather, uncle, cousin, all of them is caused, don't be them, period. You have another question? First of all, I'd like to say uh, it's a pleasure and honor to even be talking to you guys. I'm an upcoming artist, so it's like, it's like ah. Um, my question is for both of you guys. I actually feel exactly what uh, the young man that just stood up, exactly what he said. But uh, I have a question for Run, and it's kind of like for Tyrese too. You a lot of the book you guys were talking about how what men do to women. Now I have a because I'm a firm believer in double standard. I have a question. What would you say to the men who believe they are good guys, but then women shy away from them because they're too nice, and get go for a guy who is less. Who who is more deviant than the other guy, and all of a then then all of a sudden the woman what the woman goes for him, but then oh, when that doesn't work, she comes back to the other guy on some good guy. Now I believe, I kind of think I connect with Tyrese on this because it is because of some women like that that turn guys into, forgive my language, buttholes. 
I don't want to say the other word. We got to get youngster. We got to turn up the hood just a little bit because <laughs> all of this soft, sweet talking, open the doors, trying to treat you with the utmost respect, then led you to thinking, I need to go be with him who's wearing the braids and he's thugged out with a million tattoos. Am I right? Okay. I so respect. I love you. Man, y'all, New York is all right. It's you right. ain't know that? It's all right. Still, this is good Nobody stuff. Nobody gave him an answer. I'm giving him an answer. I'm just letting him know I recognize what he's talking about. Okay. So, uh, you a hood dude, I, I just feel your energy. It's like an unspoken language. I'm from the block all day, every day. I'm just a working. I'm trying to clean it up. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say this. If you are attracted to that woman and you feel like she's straying away from her because you are doing all the things that most women normally complain about. He don't call me, he don't check in, he don't reach out, he don't make me feel beautiful, he don't, all of these things. You're trying to do all those things and then you're being sun to the side and she's like gravitating towards the obvious liar, cheap pimp who's got the swag and he's running through 15 women. She know about it, but she want to try and stay with him to fix him. That's her. That's her decision to walk down a path of pain. That ain't got nothing to do with you. It hurts for you to be attracted to her, and she ends up going towards the thug, the dude who's beating her up and treating her like the bottom of the earth. But that's her path to pain. And don't ever try and play the role of Jesus and save somebody when you're giving them information and they're just not listening. Just do you, be you, and go run towards a woman who's ready to receive the love that you're ready to give. When I'm going, they'll probably give a whole nother sermon. Do not leave. This is a double feature. <laughs> I'm serious. We did a, a signing the other day. I left. I was out in the car. He was like, because you know, you can hear him. Start talking like Bill Cosby and Jell-O pudding and everything else. Is it the last question? Yes, she's right there. Hi, Go. my name is Marilyn. I just have a question for both of you. You guys did a book, but you're both you're both very popular music artists. So when are you guys gonna do a collaboration? A collaboration with what? We did a book. Oh, um, he's on some other stuff. I don't. He got a group, and you know. He's with the muscles. I'm not, you know, this is a whole nother type of dude. I'm not, I'm not kicking no clear. rhymes against him. We're very clear about our limits. Like right, I don't want to make... He's here, and this is the tail end of the interview. All he wants to do is get home. No, I that's not the answer. I'm just what? not making a record with this dude. K. Fox at this portion of the... Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Manology. Make sure you get it. And if you're a couple, read it together, debate, have fun, argue it out. Thank you so much, Rev Run. Thank you so much, Tyrese. Make sure you guys download the book on iTunes right now, Manology. Peace. <laughs>